Hello, how are you? This is JFunds1, and we are talking about the Game of Thrones episode, Season 8, Episode 4. And this episode is called The Last Starks. And what are my thoughts on this episode? Well, I liked it a lot, of course. I think that this episode was interesting because no one knew where it was going. He had some really high, intense moments. But I am going to address something that it seems to be in the critic world or the podcast world where you have this kind of thing where you can't talk about action because that's like um, below you. You have to emphasize character moments and everyone wants to emphasize the great character moments on this show which were there but there were also some intense moments also that weren't character moments that was expertly done. As a matter of fact there was a battle scene there was a battle scene that was fantastic um, when it was it was a, su- a surprise attack, and which we will talk about later in the show. So yes, this has some great character moments. As a matter of fact, the conversations between Tyrion and Viserys were were just Oscar worthy or award worthy. The actor that plays Tyrion is doing a fantastic job by having us see the world through his eyes, having us feel his emotion. So, all that being said, let's get into the show. It starts out with the pickup after the great battle, which I loved, by the way. You guys know I loved it. The great battle. And we're doing a funeral and everyone's saying goodbye. And I have to say that John's speech was one of my best speeches that I've seen on TV or movie history. Because he basically was short, it was sweet. He basically said, we set aside our differences and we came together. But he said that these people that died, they died for, so that we may live. And not only us that we may live, but our children and their children. And he said that we owe them for their memory forever. I mean, he basically eulogized the great sacrifices that all of them made in a very dynamic way. And But the political intrigue of that is that he made the speech and Daenerys didn't. I thought that the, the North wasn't giving Daenerys enough credit. And we'll go into that a little bit later. But the first scene opens up with them uh, eulogizing the dead and uh, setting fire to the to the multiple multiple uh, pyres or pairs or however you pronounce it. The second scene is in the they're in the great hall, and Daenerys is not really feeling John at this moment, and Sansa is not feeling Daenerys. Then we have Gendry who's looking for Sansa, and to cut through a lot of what happened, Daenerys made Gendry the lord of his house. And and he is now basically taking over the Baratheon house and he is the primary lord of that house. So Gendry then, who's in love with Arya now, goes to find Arya and propose to her. And this is one of the... Um, this is where I think they begin to have Arya's character begin to um, 
descend now. Her her airplane is flying as high as it can fly high because she killed the Night King. And then from there, um she her her character, her story is 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 coming is going to the descent mode and beginning to uh to land. Even though the show is going to end, her character story is beginning to land. And when Gendry asked her to marry him, she basically said, I'm not a lady. That's not me. And the next time we see her, which is one of my favorite moments of this show, is when she's back on the road again with the hound. With the hound. Now, um, side note, I have my daughter with me today. So, you're going to hear this as I come to her rescue every once in a while. So, here we go. So, as we, as we have the hound come to her, uh, as we have the hound and her back on the road again towards uh, ca- towards Castle Rock, the hound says, "I have some finished business, and I don't plan on coming back." And Arya says, "Me too." And so that basically, the hound wants everyone's looking forward to the game bowl. And everyone's looking forward to what Arya's going to do. She wants to kill Cersei. And she's going to do it her own way. And not part of an army. So that's that's where that's where Sir, um, Arya's storyline is beginning to descend. And it will end up... Where it will end, I don't know. I don't know if we'll end up with Arya's death or not. I do know this. That she's not going to kill Cersei. I do know that that's Jon. I predicted that from the beginning of the season. That Arya will kill the Night King... And John will kill Cersei because of the comments that um, the writers made at the beginning of the show, saying that John and Arya were the most important people in the franchise. Uh, Sansa is there being her fabulous self. Um, I've grown to really love Sansa. I think she's very attractive. She she's very cunning. She's very smart. So. During the dinner, which I spoke about after the funeral, it began as a somber, a somber moment, and then Daenerys kind of broke the uh, ice and nominated and told Gentry he's lord of his house now. And people began to celebrate, and began to drink, and John just has that personality where people naturally gravitate towards him. And Daenerys saw that she was actually being isolated. She saw everyone else pairing up. She saw her advisor, her main advisor, Tyrion, with his brother. And she saw John in the north and rallying around him. And no one was, was really celebrating with Daenerys and, and getting close to her. And that, be, that, that got her thinking, got her upset. So she then left. And now she's, I think we're, I, I want to take this pause to talk about Daenerys really quick. I think... For, for those of you who have watched the, watched the Breaking Bad series and the Better Call Saul series, I think that we are similar in seeing a character transformation go from normal, innocent, to straight, diabolical. And I think Danny's character, uh, we are seeing that transformation. And we are seeing that... Um, we, we are seeing that transformation and we are seeing that life events have really caused her to 
to become the person who she really is on the inside, even though she was probably fighting it her whole life. Because from the very beginning of the show, we keep hearing about the Mad King, the Mad King, how he wanted to burn everyone. And now two episodes into the end of the series, we have the possibility of a um, someone from the Mad King's family line burning everyone. I found it amazing that no one is talking about that in podcast media land. And we, we had this instance where not only is she probably going to burn everyone or try to, we have another person similar to Jamie the Kingslayer who wants to stop it in that in Varus. So Varus is saying, I'm not going to let her do it. I am more dedicated to the realm than I am to Daenerys. Daenerys has just seen her best friend, has just seen her dragon fall. So we have this character transformation that, that is bringing out, her, bringing out her worst instincts. So we have the same situation over again. Are we going to have another King Slayer moment? Everyone wants to concentrate on the brilliance of the character moments, but no one is talking about the brilliance of bringing the storyline full circle to where we began in that the Kingslayer saved the kingdom because he wanted to burn everyone, but we don't know the story behind it. Is Daenerys going to be the second mad king that wants to burn everyone and is someone going to stop her that is amazing i mean totally amazing so i'm back off my diatribe now and we're going to there's a lot of drinking games going on this kind of got awkward for me because when people drink they begin to say things they shouldn't say and so forth then we have um the next scene of, of what I of what we talked about earlier with Gendry and Arya. Arya basically says, no, that's not me. Um, when Gendry asks to marry her. Then we have the scene where Brianna loses her virginity with Jamie, And really, they've been in love with each other, I guess, on some level. And then that's, that, that, that's really seen. And then the next scene we have is with John and Daenerys. Everyone's coupling up. After the great battle, after the funeral, and Daenerys is giving John a roadmap on how to proceed from here. Daenerys is telling John, "You cannot tell anyone that you are a Targaryen, especially your sisters, because if you want things to be the way they were, that's the way to do it." John, a lot of people have called him pretty dense. I think I think that's not as a that's not as layered as it is. I think he's single-minded. Dense doesn't have the capacity to understand. I think John chooses to be single-minded versus being layered because it's easier for him and that has worked out for him. So to call him pretty dumb, I think is a easy intellectual way of characterizing his intellectual ability to see multiple stages of plans forming outside of battle. I think that John chooses to be single-minded because he doesn't want 
to deal with the complexities or he thinks deal with the, he, he thinks the complexities of trying to be one way towards one person one way towards another person isn't as it isn't as effectual as listen I will deal with the consequences but this is what it is and let me rip the band-aid off now because that's worked for him each and every time his entire life so John base so Daenerys basically basically says you have to lie John's like no I can't because they're my family and I'm not I can't live a lie it's the same way John was when he was with Cersei at the great meetup in season seven or season six wherever that was and Cersei asked him a question and he he said Daenerys is my queen and I'm not going to lie to try to uh, curry favor with you because that's not who I am so Daenerys can't expect him to be any different at this time John is this way all the time he hard charges he has a great instinct for the battlefield and I believe he has a better instinct than most people give him credit for because he has out of all the people that people say are great and intellectual and smart they are not around now but John still is John had the foresight to see that he needed the wildings John had the foresight to make friends with Mans Raider John had the foresight to identify the guy's name, um, my, my, one of my favorite characters, the king of the uh, wildings now, and his and his friend. John had the foresight to uh, to um, identify and, and become a leader in a nice watch. This thing that John is dense is totally bupkis because if you see, he is choosing a different style that is benefiting him, and wherever he goes, he's the most successful person. I mean, at some point, we have to start giving John credit for being successful in everything that he does. He was known, formerly known as a bastard, still known by many as a bastard, but yet he is ruler, possibly, and he's riding a dragon, and he is one of the most successful people in all of Westeros. It's time to give him credit. Please, let's stop with this intellectually easy way to characterize as being dense. It's not so. He has a different way of processing things, a different way of of achieving the same goal and his way is working when others isn't now that's my route about that's my thing about John I didn't know I was going there but there it is so we have the next scene after after that is they're talking they're talking about the battle plans and they're basically this, this reminds me of the last season when Daenerys was going to go and I'm just going to cut through this <sighs> Some people are going to go one way. Some people are going to go another way. And then you have Arya and the Hound. That's basically it. Um, it's not as interesting. It was there. It was needed. Okay, fine. And we have the people once again and went by sea will be and has been um, ambushed by Euron. And then Euron has these new deadly um, zombie killing uh, basically 50 caliber arrows that are on all the ships and they fire all, all all of them at the same time to multiply their kill their kill um their kill percentage or kill strategy and it worked on the first one and they were able to kill one dragon which was a which was a surprise death so they they killed the dragon they were ambushed by Euron and they captured Masande the rest of the people went to Dragonstone then after that they uh they regathered a Dragonstone, and they basically knew from that point that Missandei was going to die because she because she was being held by um, 
by Cersei. So I want to address two things about this, about this character moment and about this action. The action scene when Euron ambushed the fleet was phenomenal. The way that they amplified the drama. I want to talk about the battle scene, which was which was so awesome. The way that they heightened the moment, the way that the arrows came through the ships, the sense of peril, the way the camera followed Tyrion, the way Tyrion had to jump into the sea, the way it was a short but fantastic display of total destruction, no way you're going to get out of it. You sit, you felt that the arrows may come through you at any moment. But so many of our commentators are talking about, I love the character moments, man. Love the character moments. We finally got some character moments in the show. Character moments. Enough of the character moments. Enough of that. We have that. But you also have to give credit to how many shows ever written in, on television had the ability to amp up the action, amp up the intensity, where you're sitting there with your fists actually clutched tight and you don't know what's going to happen. You are thrust in the middle of a battle scene as if, as, as if it was a virtual reality, real live, innocuous camera, but it's on a flat screen TV. They have the ability to tell a story in ways that no one has been able to produce, but yet we want to sound so intellectually fantastic. It was the character moments, the character moments. Enough of the character moments. Enough, 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 enough. The scene is more than character moments, okay? Please, please. So, that was fantastic. And then, to end this podcast, I'm going to end with the final scene where Daenerys is basically saying, please give up the throne. I don't want to kill everyone. And then, um, Peter, uh, Peter Drinkless, Tyrion is talking with Kyber, who I thought was going to turn on Cersei once he realized that what she was doing. I thought he would have some kind of I thought he was more practical than that, but he wasn't. Um, he realized talking to him wasn't going to happen. They, they, they met each other in the middle, and so he just walked past him, went to Cersei, and was pleading with Cersei for, 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 to, to give it up, and Cersei was going to shoot him, and, and once again, enough for the character moment. This was a dramatic, seriously intense, all-time scene where you don't know what's going to happen. The entire country was transfixed, frozen in their seats by the way they approached it, by the way they shot it, by the way this was created, was fixated on this moment and no one knew what was going to happen. It was, no one was breathing. I bet if you were to look at the oxygen over America during that time, it, it would be, it would it would have been a built up of oxygen and a lessening of CO two because no one was breathing. Everyone was every, everyone stopped breathing for about thirty seconds because that's how tight that scene was. So let's give credit to the writing of the scene and not all the character moments, character moments, please. So in the end, Cersei was going to kill Tyrion. No one knew, but she did not. But they did kill Melisandre. They beheaded her. And I think that we saw, just like Better Call Saul, just like Breaking Bad, I think we saw the evolution of Daenerys go from being 
benevolent to being a tyrant because of what life has brought into her and the losses and the losses that she's suffered. I think we also brought full circle the storyline of a Targaryen that wants to burn people and other people will have to stop them. And that's also amazing the way they did that. So it was a fantastic episode. Look forward to next week. Thank you. Have a great day.